Moments away from tip-off between the Central Rebels and the Afton Cougars as we welcome you into St. Genevieve, Missouri, your host for Class 4, District 2. We'll start off by bringing you the starting lineup brought to you by Shelter Insurance. Proud to be a part of high school sports. Your local shelter insurance agents. We're your shield. We're your shelter. For the Afton Cougars, they come in wearing their gray uniforms, white letters, and numbers on the uniform. And they'll come out with a guard duo of Sean LaRose, a six-foot six senior, and Jack Lau, a six-foot senior, the son of head coach Jay Lau. While the forwards are Sean LaRose, or excuse me, Keith Watson, a 6'3 junior, Adam Puzniak, a 6'3 senior, and Banks Wilson, a 6'1 senior. Mary, senior heavy lineup for the Afton Cougars who win the opening tip. And they're attacking the basket to our right. Quickly turning on Mason Williams and putting up a shot is Keith Watson. It's Central Rebels with the ball. Joe Bryant floater. No. Loose ball on the court. Horton's got it. Loses it. Boyd on the baseline with it now. To Bryant. Wraparound feed. Williams wing three left side. No. Offensive rebound. Joe Bryant off glass and good. Bringing the starters for the Central Rebels. They come out with Joe Bryant. You just met him, a 6'1 junior at guard. Next to him is a 6'1 junior also in Caden Casey. And a 6'2 senior in Mason Williams. While the forward duo is Kendall Horton at 6'2. He's a senior and a junior at 6'4. Zach Boyd manning the center spot. Starting lineups brought to you by Shelter Insurance. David Scott Haggerty of Shelter Mutual Insurance. 517 East Main and Park Hills. Insuring the Parkland since 1955. And J.J. Vickers Insurance Agency. 63 East School Street in Bonterre. Allowed J.J. to help protect your family with life insurance. Three doesn't go for Afton. Caden Casey's got the rebound. Takes it down the court. Corner three doesn't go. Tipped into the backcourt by Mason, or excuse me, by Kendall Horton. It goes across midcourt. And Central can do nothing but touch up on it. And it'll be an inbound coming from the Afton Cougars after the turnover commit by the Central Rebels. They lead 2 to nothing with 6.42 left to go in the first quarter. Afton won the opening tip. And that's brought to you by Boyd and Associates. Turning complicated matters into simple concepts. John Boyd with Boyd and Associates has been bringing accounting integrity, character, client focus, and dedication to our local community for 20 years. Turnaround shot. Puzniak. Nobody's fouled. Two free throws coming at the complete vision care. Free throw line for Adam Puzniak. It's Horton called for the foul. His first, first on central, first foul of our contest on either side. Puzniak, free throw up, good. Free throws, they're brought to you by Complete Vision Care, the ideal choice for your routine exams and anything regarding your eye care. That's Complete Vision Care with locations in Lettington and Festus, serving us since 1966. Second free throw does not go. And it's Boyd with the rebound. He gets it to Bryant. Central wearing the white uniforms this evening with red numbers and letters on the uniform. Rebels written across the front in italicized font. There's Mason Williams. Head fake for three. Drive to the free throw line. Jumper, no. And the rebound grabbed by Banks Wilson as he tips it to himself. Outlet down the court. Stolen by Caden Casey. We got a whistle and a foul. And I believe it's going against Puzniak this time. It is. First on him. The first foul on the Afton Cougars who are trying to get out and run in transition. Central still with that 2-1 to one lead. Working right to left on your radio dial. Casey, wing left-hand side. Drops it off down low, but it's stolen away on a miscommunication. And a travel commit by Afton's Jack Lau. Turns it over, and Central's got the ball back. That's a lucky break for Central. It was about to be a fast break opportunity for the Afton Cougars. 5.55 left to go in the first quarter. Remains a 2-1 to one contest. Bryant's got it on the inbound. Gets it for Caden Casey. Casey to Mason Williams to Bryant. He drives inside the arc. Crosses over. Pick and roll. Getting it down low. And laid in by Kendall Horton, who is waiting for it on the baseline. Now full court pressure shown by the Central Rebels on the inbound. And it's Jack Lau with it. And Central left Puzniak all alone on the baseline. The whole bench was screaming about it. Boyd finally saw him in the last second. But that was before Afton did. Shot at the rim, no. Outlet, Bryant in transition. Behind the back feed to a cutting Kendall Horton for two. Kendall Horton lays it in, and we got a timeout on the floor. Brought to you by Missouri Farm Bureau agent Mike Santagraw in Farmington and Jonathan Steffen in Deloge. It's called by Afton Cougars head coach Jay Lau. will step aside with them. Six to one in favor of the Rebels with 5.18 to go in the first on KFMO. When you need Ready Mix, you need Polite Ready Mix. Building a new home, sidewalk, patio, or driveway, it doesn't matter if your upcoming project is big or small, Polite Ready Mix stands ready to serve you with locations in Bontair, Farmington, Potosi, Arcadia Valley, and Viburnum. 
Polite Ready Mix is always proud to serve. Polite Ready Mix is always proud to support our area high school sports. Good luck to all our area high school athletes on a great season from your friends at Polite Ready Mix. High School Basketball on KFMO is brought to you by Cozine Memorial Chapel in Farmington, Complete Vision Care in Lettington and Festus, Chris Offenberg GM Superstore in Farmington, First State Community Banks, Willett Home Furnishings in Bonterre and Farmington, and Shelter Insurance Agent J.J. Vickers in Bonterre. On the inbound, Afton almost trapped in the backcourt. They do get it across the timeline, but a pass to the baseline goes through the hands of Pusniak. Out of bounds there. And the Rebels take over. Up by five. Six to one year score. Five minutes left to go in the first quarter. Williams, wing, left side. One dribble inside the arc. Chops it off for Horton. Two. Casey, baseline, floater, good. Keaton Casey for two. Third different Rebel to score so far. And it's an 8-1 lead for Central with four and a half to play in the first quarter. Pass tipped. Stays with Afton, but a backdoor feed. Wraparound pass from Banks Wilson trying to get it around Tristan Stewart, who checked into our contest. It's unsuccessful. It goes too low for his teammate to handle it. And it will be Rebels basketball off another turnover. And Joe Bryan with uh, some questions about something on the basketball. I don't know if it's sticky or wet but he Tristan Stewart and the official all rubbed the same spot of the basketball and now the official is asking for a towel or something he gets a warm-up uniform for one of the players and we'll use that to wipe down the basketball we'll use this as an opportunity to thank some of our sponsors we'd like to thank Fisher Auto Parts in Park Hills Pizza 101 South in Bonterre the Potosi School District we'll see Potosi later this evening the Farmington School District Gifford Homes in Farmington Old Village Mercantile in Caledonia and your local Walmart Supercenter with locations in Farmington and Deloge Rebels with the lead of 8-1 to one as we finally resume play they've got it in the half court set Casey facing a 2-3 zone defense from Afton will get it to Bryant. Quick little whip pass to Mason Williams who will knock down the three. Mason Williams in the scorebooks. His first three points of the game and it's an 11 to 1 lead when the first quarter at the midway point is it's stolen away again by Central. Force another Afton turnover. No look feed to Joe Bryant this time and he takes a shot up top and two free throws coming. I think he took it across the face from Jackson Wilbers who came in off the bench for Afton. And and I, think Wilbur, I think Wilbur in that uh, actual uh, play kind of inadvertently hit him and didn't know it. He was kind of complaining to his coach about the call, but his coach really didn't say much about it. Free throw rims out on Joe Bryan. It doesn't go. Free throw is brought to you by Complete Vision Care. 4.03 left to go in the first quarter. Horton will head to the bench. And Central will check Cannon Harlow into the game. It'll move Mason Williams to a forward spot. So small lineup on the floor for the Rebels. Free throw up good. Joe Bryant with a split trip at the line. Jack Lau to the far sideline. Sean LaRose, talented point guard, but he's in trouble there as he's double teamed. A feed to the far side wing as Afton gets it across the timeline, and it's tipped away by Cannon Harlow. It remains Afton basketball on the wrong end of a 12-1 score. 3.51 to go in the first. Inbound for Jack Lau, and he lobs it on perimeter, and it's pulled in by Sean LaRose. Coach Jay Lau said that LaRose is one of the premier guards in their area. Had a ton of praise for him. Says he's averaging just under 23 points per game, and he is leading, or up there at least, in the St. Louis area in free throw percentage. A 90% free throw shooter on the season, which is at any level of basketball is impressive, let alone high school. Corner three, Afton no, Puzniak can't hit, and the rebound tracked down by Caden Casey, and while on his stomach, he passes it from behind his back to Cannon Harlow. Here's Bryant in transition, behind his head feed to Tristan Stewart, good in the foul. The Central Rebels tacking on not just the points, but style points to go with it, too. A couple of uh, behind-the-back passes. The great one, though, I like this down here on the uh, floor. Laying down on his stomach, has the ball roll around on his side. He just throws it behind his back right to the guard, up the floor. Next thing you know, you got a really nice backdoor pass going uh, to uh, Stewart, who lays it up and in. Cue up the Harlem Globetrotters <laughs> theme to go along with that highlight reel as well. I mean, Central does that a lot, those no-look passes. We saw earlier on his free-throw attempts, Bryant was the recipient of one of those, but... Man, it still just wows you every time Central does 
pull off a pass such as that. And I think confidence has a lot to do with that. They know they can do those things, and they do them at the right opportunity. It's the Afton Cougars with the ball, searching for answers offensively. There's a little post-up and a hook shot. Good for Keith Watson. First basket of the game for Afton. 15-3, your score. Wing left side. Casey, his pass tipped and out on the far sideline. Trying to get it to Joe Bryant, knocked away by an Afton Cougar. Very active hands on this Central Ball Club. Every single time they play, they have active hands. You're going to see a lot of balls tipped out of bounds, knocked around a little bit, and uh, it's going to be difficult for any team that plays Central this postseason. Bryant, wing three, left side, short. Tip out on the rebound from Afton. They pull it in, an outlet to Sean LaRose. In transition, off glass, good for two. There's the first point of the game for Sean LaRose. 15-5 your score, and now it's a tip pass by Jackson Wilbers, and it's out on the far sideline off of him. It stays with Central. Afton's played better in this last minute or so. Still going to need a lot more than that to come back against Central. With the offense that they've got as Casey knocks down a mid-range jumper, that rattles home. But with the turnovers that Central can force too, it almost tilts the game in such an unfair capacity because Central will end the game with so many more possessions than the opposition will. And there's another steal right on cue. Outlet from Harlow to Casey off of him and out of bounds on the far sideline. Casey with a bit of a look of confusion. Didn't agree with the official on that call. Thought it went off of Afton, did Casey. But it will be Afton basketball as Jack Lau will inbound. And that's what he asked when he came over to the sidelines. He said, was that off of me? He, he did a great job of not trying to pick the ball up, but just tip it to Stewart, and it just got past him. Floater, no, for Sean LaRose, and the rebound is pulled in by Mason Williams. He gets it across midcourt. A couple crossovers between and behind his legs. Now he'll attack. Poked away from him by LaRose, but it's through the hands of Zach Boyd. He's back into the game. Kick. Cannon Harlow, three, no. Tip rebound, and it's pulled in by Afton as Jack Lau comes away with it. He'll get it up in transition for Sean LaRose. Tries to drop off a pass for Keith Watson, and it goes out on the sideline off of Central. That was another play. We saw one of those last night with the West County where the ball headed toward the sideline. Two players from the same team, this time Central, looking at it thinking, do we take our chances or do we go after it? And they took their chances, and they were wrong. The inbound from Boaster, or Bozer, excuse me, to the top of the key, Wilbers. LaRose, handoff, Bozer. Up top, it's Wilbers again. To LaRose, a couple quick crossovers, working off, uh, offensively against Cannon Harlow defensively, and it's the step-back jumper. Impressive move there from Sean LaRose to get open. Good job just getting open, getting the, uh, the bounce pass in between the legs a couple of times, and the little fake. Williams, fake pass right, pass left. Bryant knocks down the three. Joe Bryant with six in the opening frame, and it's a 20-7 lead for the Central Rebels. And isn't that the way it works when you play Central? You make a great move, you do something really difficult, and they come back and nail the three, kind of takes the air out of your bubble. Whistle, and it's poked away on the far sideline by Central Rebel guard Mason Williams. And Caden Casey will check back in for Central. As Bryant will head to the bench for his first breather. LaRose gets the inbounds, met at midcourt by Cannon Harlow. To the wing far side, a couple feet off the arc, Wilbers. Inside the arc, a, po a post up for Keith Watson, and he has the chair pulled out on him and travels. Mason Williams again pulling the chair out on Keith Watson. That's twice he's done that on him, and it's resulted in turnovers both times. This time it's the first one that's a travel. Yeah, that's a great job by Mason Williams, knowing that he's leaning in like he's going to use him as a little bit of a... Uh, a brace as he's going by, and then he just backs up, gets out of the way, and lets him fall. Mason Williams dribbling out the first quarter clock. We're down to 12 seconds to go and a 27 lead for Central. Williams, fake pass left, lobs to the right for Casey. Above head pass back to Williams. Checks the clock, four seconds to go. Casey, step back, deep three, doesn't matter how deep it is. Caden Casey drills it. And he is a game-high seven points through one quarter of play. And the Rebels with a comfortable lead, 23-7. to They're up through one quarter of play. Second quarter coming up when we return. You're listening to KFO's coverage of the Class 4 District 2 Tournament. Follow the rainbow this month to find the deal of your dreams. Hi, Ashley Sism from Sam Sism Ford Lincoln, the home of the Lifetime Warranty. The luck of the Irish is the theme all around, but there's no need for luck when you shop here, local in town. 
Making us your first stop to shop won't ever get old, because this month we want to help you find your pot of gold. Trade up and trade out of your ride today. Don't think that you can? We'll show you the way. This March, get employee pricing on all new Edge Escape and EcoSports. It's been far too long and deals have been few, but with X-Plan pricing this month, we're giving back to you. A great car buying experience is no mythical creature in green. It's a local hometown staff that truly makes you feel seen. There's no need for luck or for shopping around. We get most buyers approved with no money down. Rebuilding your credit isn't like searching for clover. Our team will help throw past credit over your shoulder. Follow the rainbow this month to your pot of gold and employee pricing. Hurry in to Sam Sism Ford Lincoln today. Call 431-3177 or online at SismFord.com. Credit requires bank approval. Negative equity may be refinanced. See dealer for details. Hi, this is Brad Gross, head coach of the Central Rebels, and you're listening to High School Basketball on AM 1240 KFMO. Second quarter begins Central Rebel basketball, but it's turned over. After Cougars in transition, LaRose swatted against the backboard by Mason Williams. Casey in transition, Bryant, floater with the right hand, it's short. I think a defender got a piece of it. Ryan wants a foul as he looks quickly at the official. No call comes, and an inbound's coming on the baseline for Caden Casey as it stays with the Central Rebels. I think Brian thought he had got slapped on the hand just a bit as he went up for that shot, but uh, no dice according to the official. Baseline drive. Horton lays it in for two plus the foul. That just adds insult to injury whenever you're playing a team like Central, and they're dominating in almost every facet. They get a shot down low like that, and you go in at the last minute trying to stop it, just let it go. Might as well let it go to the basket instead. Another opportunity. Horton up. Good. Ties him with Caden Casey for the game high of seven points on the contest. And we got a whistle on the far sideline as it's poked away by Horton. 26-7 to seven, the lead for the Central Rebels. As Afton gets it across midcourt. He'll get it for Wilson. Wing far side. LaRose open for three through a screen. No. Casey's got the board as he pulls it down. He's pushing up the court in transition. And on the baseline, it's picked up by Boyd. And we got a whistle. And I think we're going to get a foul on the baseline as well. Right now, Boyd, you look at uh, Caden Casey. You look at uh, several of the players, Tristan Stewart, Horton, all these guys are getting down low and getting those second-chance boards, and it's uh, limiting uh, the opportunity for Afton to get back into this game. The inbound to Horton, and Horton is, was that an offensive foul against Central? Yeah, they're going to get Tristan Stewart with the offensive foul. An illegal screen, I believe, from Stewart was the call. He looks at the official, and he says, yeah, okay, I think you caught me on that one. Uh, He's got uh, (laughs) that typical Tristan Stewart smirk on his face. Always grinning, Tristan Stewart. As LaRose has it. Working against Joe Bryant. Gets it across the timeline. Feed his help defense come to the open man. Banks Wilson, but taken away. It's central in transition. Bryant tracks it down in the corner on the left-hand side. Attacks the basket. Up and under move. No. Gets his own miss and lays it in with the reverse layup. He worried about those rebound stats. He wanted to add another one to it. So uh, he got the rebound himself and just put it back up and in. Bryant now the game high scorer. He's got eight to lead the Central Rebels as a travels commit by Jack Lau. It's going the other way. Central with a 28-7 lead with six and a half to go in the second quarter. They've looked dominant throughout this game so far. Yeah, they've got that confidence that we talked to uh, head coach uh, Brad Gross about so many times. And they just have the confidence knowing they can do well. Kendall Horton whistled and fouled. And two free throws coming for Horton. He got the continuation there. It just seems like when you look at this central ball club, you look at the players who you wouldn't think of as being the dominant players. And you think of Tristan Stewart, probably somebody like... uh, Zach Boyd as well, because they both rotate in at center. And, And you look at those guys, and I'm thinking, how many teams around the league would just love to have them? Yeah. You know, add that to your team somewhere, and that makes you instantly better. And they're the guys that are, like you said, they're kind of the fourth, fifth, and sixth players out there. Yeah, they're not necessarily needed as much as, you know, a player like a Joe Bryant or a Caden Casey is. As the second free throw goes for Kendall Horton, he hits on both. And it's a 30-7 to lead for the Central Rebels. And they're going to say the inbounder, Jeremiah Williams, stepped on the baseline and turned it over. Kind of wound up like a pitcher and... 
stepped forward, and I think that front foot came down right on the line before he let go of that pass. It was going to be picked off anyway, though. The weather is beautiful out, but it is certainly not baseball season quite yet. Will be soon, though. Bryant, no-look feed to the paint. Horton off glass and good. Kendall Horton for two more. He's stepping up big in the second quarter offensively, carrying the Rebels in scoring in part to a 32-7 lead for Central. And that's kind of the way, kind of the point I'm making as we get a backcourt violation now. Pass was caught in the front court by Jeremiah Williams, but uh, he was in the air when he came down on the backcourt. And a timeout called by the Afton Cougars as they'll look to make some adjustments. We will step aside with them. Your score currently says 32-7. to Central dominating Afton in the Class 4 District 2 quarter, or, or excuse me, semifinals on KFMO. For more than 115 years, Belgrade State Bank has been neighbors helping neighbors. It's how we do business, and it's what sets us apart, shaping every decision we make from supporting local causes to helping businesses and families succeed. Our checking and savings accounts, mortgages, personal and business loans, and financial planning help people reach their goals and live their dreams. It makes all the difference. Belgrade State Bank, a wise place to do business since 1906. Member FDIC. your score 603 left to go in the second quarter it's the central rebels leading a lob to the rim mason williams just a little bit behind him he couldn't hit the finger roll reverse layup instead it's now past the stewart on the low block and a good play defensively by banks wilson to deny the shot tipped out of bounds knocked away by kendall horton out on the far sideline gonna be afton basketball still 5.46 to go in the second, 32-7, your score. That first pass down low, and uh, Mason Williams got up over the top of the defender. I thought that pass was headed right to the defender, and he just skied up over the top and took it away from him. Sean LaRose, wing far side, Banks Wilson drives. Kick to the opposite corner, Puzniak there. Up top, Wilson, straight on three, back iron, no. Casey leaps over everyone to pull down the rebounds. Caden Casey working up the court in transition as he crosses over right to left. Double teamed in the corner. Kick to the opposite wing. Down low. Back out. Bryant. Three from the corner. No. Rebound pulled in with the right hand by Banks. Wilson. Whistle on a foul, I believe, going on Caden Casey. I think they're going to get him for over the back. Yeah, he just came in there at the last moment, tried to reach up and grab it, then thought better of it, but by that time I think he had committed the foul. Third foul against the Rebels. The other two are on Tristan Stewart and Kendall Horton. We've got six commit by the Afton Cougars. Outlet pulled in. Banks Wilson in transition will lay it in. Kind of got caught behind Tristan Stewart. And Stewart, as great an athlete as he is, couldn't catch up. First point of the second quarter for the Afton Cougars. Comes with 5.03 left to go in the frame. Stewart to Bryant. Pulls it in with the left hand and lobs it to the opposite wing. Mason Williams from downtown. Short. Offensive rebound. Joe Bryant. Hook shot, no. Stewart gets the miss. Goes up strong. No, but he's fouled. Just another example, I think, right there of how this uh, this team is so versatile, and you get a guy like Tristan Stewart pulling down a rebound after a couple of missed shots. You know, you're expecting either Mason Williams or Tristan or um, uh, Joe Bryant to do all the scoring here tonight, but Tristan Stewart's having a pretty good night too. Free throw up and good for Tristan Stewart. You mentioned before how many teams would love to have a guy like any of the seven players that rotate in for the Central Rebels. You know, you got Boyd and Stewart who rotated the starting center spot. Harlow was starting back when Mason Williams was injured earlier this year. Stewart misses on the second. It's 33-9, your score in favor of Central over Afton. As LaRose quickly takes it to the basket and lays it in for two, he's got six. 33-11 now, your score. You can pick any one of those guys. And on most MAAA teams, they're starting. And this is a good year for the MAAA boys basketball conferences. As Williams lays it in for two more, and he's got many, five. And how many would like to have Colin McMullen? Yeah. Maybe as a starter, you know. Uh, especially just for his three-point shooting alone. It's not like he's a liability on the court otherwise. As there's a deep three hit by Banks Wilson. Afton's offense coming alive. And with 4.10 to go in the second, it's a 35-14 lead. Williams corner far side. Head fake for three. Drives to the wing. Drops it off for Tristan Stewart on the baseline. Opposite wing, Bryant. Above head pass to Harlow. Harlow feeds it into the paint. Casey's there, but he'll have to dribble back out. He's double teamed to Bryant. Few feet off the arc. To the left. Williams open. Corner three. It's good. Mason Williams. Now with eight in the contest. 
There we go again. You see Afton coming back down uh, the court, getting a couple of uh, shots, getting a uh, three-pointer, feeling good about themselves, and then back the other way, Mason Williams nails a three. It's Mason Williams doing Mason Williams things. Floater, LaRose, no offensive rebound. Puzniak off glass for two. Now sometimes the ball just comes to you. That's kind of what happened in that particular spot because everybody thought that ball was going back to Central, and it just bounced right to Puzniak. Harlow drives up top. Bryant all alone for a straight-on three, and he hits it. Bryant first to double digits. He's got 11, and it's a 41-16 lead opened up by the Central Rebels. 3.05 to go in the second. Across the timeline to Banks-Wilson for Afton. Pass into the post, stolen away by Bryant. Now he's working up the court in transition. Using that greater than 180-degree vision, more like 360-degree vision, as he drops off a no-look pass to Tristan Stewart, but it's tipped in out of bounds on the baseline. Yeah, wholesale changes coming in. Kendall Horton, Zach Boyd, and also checking into the ball game again is Colin McMullen for Central, as Casey Stewart and Mason Williams will have a seat. I want to go even further on that description of Joe Bryant's vision when pushing down the court in transition. It feels like he somehow sees in greater than 360 degrees. He sees in angles that don't exist. As McMullen misses a corner three, it rims out, almost fell through. Lob to the corner for Afton in transition from Jack Lau, but nobody's there. The closest player was Bozer, and he just kind of has his palms up like, I'm not there, dude. No one's there to receive that pass. Well, sometimes when you get to play in the other team's game, and I think Afton is playing Central's game right now, you just make mistakes because you can't do what they're doing. How many times do we hear coaches talk about that as McMullen's got it for Central? They're set up in the half court. Harlow attacks down the paint. Floater, no. Rebound grabbed by Gage Bozer. And here comes LaRose in transition. Finger roll layup off glass. Good. 41-18. 41-18. How often do we see coaches say we got to play our game or, hey, we got to force them to play our game? Bryant whips a pass into the corner. McMullen's there. He'll knock down the corner three. And I think I didn't understand that for a long, long time as we get a whistle and the uh, ball getting away from the official. But I, I didn't understand it for a long time. What are they talking about? Play our game. Is that just, you know, coach speak or whatever? But it makes a lot of sense is you can't run with a team that runs if that's not your game. And if you are a team that runs, facing a team that doesn't like to, you want to get them to do that. Make it feel like it's a track meet up and down the court. Oh, they just scored fast. Now we got to score fast. Yeah. And it, and it's so many times you get teams that are down like this 44-18. They think, okay, we're going to run. We're going to run, run, run. And before long, they look up and they're down even further because that's not their game. McMullen to Bryant on the inbound. Pass to the corner. McMullen for three. No. Tip out on the rebound, and it's Bryant who comes down with it. Looks like Bank Wilson was going to pull it in, but he got swatted by Boyd, who was able to get it on perimeter for Central. Feed. Down low. Cannon Harlow lays it in. There's that vision again from Joe Bryant with another assist. And that time, I don't think I even saw that one coming. I just looked up, and all of a sudden, there's a guy wide open underneath the basket, and Joe Bryant found him. Wow. To the baseline. It's Bozer. Shot no. And Horton's got the rebound. For Bryant, up the court in transition. Up 46-18, kick to the corner. Cannon Harlow up top. Bryant steps into a three. It's short. And it's tipped out of bounds off of Cannon Harlow. It's Afton basketball trailing 46-18. Minute 13 to go in the second. Another thing I think about this Central Ball Club, when you see them coming up and down the floor, and they miss a couple of shots, and you start to think, well, maybe this guy doesn't have it tonight, or maybe something's not quite right. Not only do you have the guys that pick them up, but also they'll come back down the floor a couple of more times and he'll nail two or three threes in a row and you'll think, okay, well, I guess he did have it. Wilbur's across the timeline. Far side wing. Williams, no. Casey's got the rebound. Final minute of the first half. 46-18 to 18 in favor of the Central Rebels. Horton, three, no. And the rebound pulled in with the right hand and it's been that kind of game for Afton. It was pulled in with the right hand by Jackson Wilbers and he tried to pass it to his teammate but it went off of a different teammate. Adam Pusniak who wasn't paying attention just kind of ricocheted off his head and out of bounds on the baseline. So you get the turnover and the headache both on the same play. I think that is exactly how you describe how the first half has gone for Afton. Headaches and turnovers. Yeah, exactly. That's the, uh, that's the ultimate example of uh, adding insult to injury. Inbound to Mason Williams. Gets it for Caden Casey into the corner for McMullen. Back to Casey. One dribble to Williams now. Williams 
to the left side corner to Boyd. Drop back to Williams. Give and go. Nobody's fouled with 34 or 33.4 seconds left to go. And we got free throws coming for Mason Williams. Two free throws at the line. They called it in the act of shooting. It's the eighth foul against Afton. It would have been a one and one otherwise. Williams, first attempt, up and no. A little offline to the left for Mason Williams. Free throws brought to you by Complete Vision Care. The ideal choice for glasses, contacts, and suitable eye health since 1966. Second free throw attempt, up and good for Mason Williams. With 33.4 seconds left to go, Afton's got it. Met at midcourt by Bozer as he attacked the basket and will lay it in for two more. Got around Horton. Casey with it. 23 seconds to go. Williams pass into the corner. There's McMullen from downtown. No, it kicks out. Casey fighting for the rebound on the court. It's picked up by Boyd, but we got a whistle and a jump ball called first. Possession arrow favors Central. They've got it for the final 15.1 seconds of the second quarter, but that means Afton's going to get the ball to start the second half. Well, you got a 27-point lead, 15 seconds left in the game. You're probably going for the last shot. Anything you hit here is just going to be that much more of a problem for Afton. Casey to Williams. Boyd, floater, no. Offensive rebound, Boyd. Reverse layup, good in the foul. Zach Boyd in on the scoring. And that makes it even worse when you uh, get a bucket and the bruise. So now you go to the line for a potential three-point play, which could increase the lead to 30. 49-20, your score. 3.7 seconds left to go, Boyd at the complete vision care free throw line. It's up, and no, it kicks out off the back iron. Colin McMullen offensive rebound, his floater doesn't hit. Grabbing the rebound and just hugging it tight is Afton guard Jack Lau, and that will mercifully for Afton bring it to halftime. 49-20, to 20, your score. Central with a big lead of 29 over the Afton Cougars. We'll take a break. When we return, Bill Bess, American Family Insurance, or excuse me, Belgrade State Bank, halftime report, coming up next on KFMO. With a long and rich tradition in the Parkland, CZ Booyer and Sons Funeral Home is proud to be a part of our community since 1906 and maintaining a tradition of quality service. Their staff members are people who care, friends and neighbors who are active in your community, ready to serve you and your family. CZ Booyer and Sons Funeral Home, they do their best to deliver service beyond expectation in Bontair, Park Hills, Deloge, Ledwood and Farmington. Congratulations, you're having a little girl. At that moment, everything changed. Our hopes and dreams for ourselves were instantly replaced by our hopes and dreams for her. We got life insurance policies from Shelter Insurance, so that regardless of what life throws at us, we'll still be able to provide the world to her. Shelter Life Insurance Company, Columbia, Missouri. Find out how J.J. Vickers can help you with your auto, home, and life needs. 573-358-3674. Hungry? The Riverside Grill on East Main Street in Park Hills has homemade daily specials or choose from a menu of other delicious entrees or stop by for a hearty breakfast every day from 7 a.m. to 11 a.m. The Riverside Grill across from the Farmer's Market in Park Hills. You know Mineral Area Overhead Door has sold and installed garage doors and openers since 1978, but we also have windows, patio covers, screen rooms, and more. Check out our beautiful showroom on Highway 67 in Farmington or visit MineralAreaDoor.com. Need a hinge, cable, remote? Yeah, we've got that. Mineral Area Door has a huge inventory of parts for your convenience. Call 431-6123 or visit our website at MineralAreaDoor.com. Serving you since 1978. Hi, this is Barry Panette, General Manager at Chris Offenberg's Chevrolet Buick GMC. 2023 is here, and the discounts are the biggest they have been since all this craziness started back in 2019. We have trucks, cars, and SUVs with savings up to $4,577, and we also have financing at only 2.99%. That's the lowest we've been able to offer in months. For great deals with people you can trust, Chris Offenberg, Chevrolet Buick GMC in beautiful Farmington, Missouri. Hi folks, this is Randy Holsey at Flooring Systems. High school sports teaches many lessons that last a lifetime, and that's why we are proud to be a part of high school athletics in the parkland. Stop by or call 573-760-1461. We're Flooring Systems of Farmington, a name you can stand on. Replanning a funeral is very personal. 
Whether it's special music or a favorite poem, each person has their own wishes. At Cozine Memorial Chapel, we're here to help you express those wishes. Proud to be a part of high school sports, Cozy Memorial Chapel and Crematorium, 217 West Columbia in Farmington. Wade's Auto Service is a locally owned and operated full service shop and wants to be your first choice for all your auto repair needs. To schedule an appointment, call 573-664-1302. Wade's Auto Service in Farmington is a proud sponsor of high school sports. When your home or business is damaged from a fire or flooding, call Bryant Restoration, 366-6351. Locally owned and operated by Reggie Abishon on Benham Street in Bon Terre. Proud to be a part of high school sports. Bryant Restoration. Welcome to the Belgrade State Bank Halftime Report. Belgrade State Bank is your hometown bank. Hometown pride in Farmington, Deloge, Tosin, Caledonia, or Belgrade. A wise place to do business. Member FDIC, Belgrade State Bank Halftime Report on AM 1240 KFMO. Welcome into the Belgrade State Bank Halftime Report. Big first half for the Central Rebels. What we've come to expect from Central of late. 49 to 20. They lead over the five-seed African Cougars in the Class 4 District 2 tournament on KFMO and KFMO.com slash watch where we have live video coverage. We'll take a look at stats brought to you by Sam Sism Ford Lincoln, the home of the lifetime warranty. Kendall Horton and Joe Bryant leading the way in scoring as they each have 11 to pace the Rebels. We got nine added in by Mason Williams. You've got seven from Caden Casey, four for Tristan Stewart off the bench, three for Colin McMullen off the bench, two for Cannon Harlow off the bench for the Rebels as well. Meanwhile, for the Afton Cougars, eight points from Sean LaRose to lead them in scoring. You've got five from Banks Wilson, three from Adam Pusniak, two for Keith Watson, and two off the bench for Gage Bozer. For team stats, Glenn, what did you see through one half of play? Well, actually, Afton not shooting the ball very poorly right now, but they're just not getting the shots. They're up around 65% from the field, but they don't have the shots, only about 11 or 12 shots in that entire first half, and that's from the field. Some of their scoring came from the free throw line, a couple of threes they hit. They're shooting about 20% from the three-point arc, and then you compare that to what Central's doing, shooting again in the 60s, but this time much more in the way of shots, around 20 shots for that first half, and then their uh, three-pointers, they're hitting about 54% of those, and then six out of eight from the free throw line that i mean that's that's only 75 percent. so you know somewhere along they've got to find something wrong with their game but no they're they're shooting lights out again tonight and uh, getting the rebounds second chance efforts are not there really for afton if they don't get it the first time it's not working too well for them and then you look at the actual scoring by quarter 23 in the first 26 in the second that's a total of 49 points for uh, afton seven in the first 13 in the second that gives you 20. That's not going to get it done. No, Afton's going to have to find some way to get stops against Central and some way to produce offense besides Sean LaRose taking it coast-to-coast in transition. It feels like that's how he's got almost all of his eight points throughout the first half so far. Yeah, and he is just working himself you know, crazy out there trying to get the opportunities to get to the basket. And, and so, like, just like I said before, they work so hard to get it down there Maybe if they get it in a transition basket, whatever, that's great. But it takes a lot of effort to get down to the floor fast, lay it up and in. They come back down to the other end. You see Mason Williams, Joe Bryant, you know, Caden Casey, a number of guys out here. Even uh, Colin McMullen nails a three. Just takes the wind out of their sails again. Those stats, they're brought to you by Sam Sism Ford Lincoln, the home of the lifetime warranty. Save big at Sam Sism Ford Lincoln. Shop there for your next car, truck, or SUV. Go online to SismFord.com or give them a call, 431-3177. We'll take a break. Continue with more of the Belgrade State Bank Halftime Report next. Central leading 49-20 to on KFMO. For more than 115 years, Belgrade State Bank has been neighbors helping neighbors. It's how we do business, and it's what sets us apart, shaping every decision we make from supporting local causes to helping businesses and families succeed our checking and savings accounts mortgages personal and business loans and financial planning help people reach their goals and live their dreams it makes all the difference belgrade state bank a wise place to do business since 1906 member fdic Graphic Options is our area's custom t-shirt and apparel manufacturer. Located at 120 West Pine in Farmington, Graphic Options offers a wide selection of options, including vinyl, screen print, embroidery, and more. Graphic Options in Farmington, a proud sponsor of high school sports. 
Pettis Ford in St. Genevieve is home to new and used cars, parts, and service. Whether you're looking for one of the stunning new Ford models or the perfect pre-owned vehicle, it's all at Pettis Ford in St. Genevieve. They offer financing for everyone and a national low price guarantee. Stop in today, meet their friendly advisors, and drive your dream car or truck home. Pettis Ford, 610 St. Genevieve Drive in St. Genevieve or call 573-883-7437. Home of the 30-year, 300,000-mile warranty. The Big Apple, the city that never sleeps. Everywhere you look, there's hustle and bustle. Yellow cabs, Central Park, Times Square, Broadway. You've got the playbill and free tickets for the show. How? Simply use your First State Community Bank debit MasterCard and enter for a chance to win one of 10 prizes, including a $50,000 grand prize. Visit fscb.com slash grand giveaways for a complete list of prizes and details. First State Community Bank. Member FDIC. Gilster Mary Lee Corporation is hiring CDL drivers for their growing private and busy fleet in southeast Missouri. They'll train those without experience and continue to hire qualified drivers year-round. Gilster has dropped the age to 18 for local drivers, and they'll pay for training. Drivers are home weekly, and benefits include vacation and major medical and prescription insurance. You'll also have access to the company store for discounted grocery shopping. Call Mike Welker at 800-851-5371. Back in the Belgrade State Bank halftime report, Sean Malone alongside Glenn Berry previewing the out-of-town scoreboard check and other broadcast games that we'll have for you today out in Class 5, District 1. We'll have coverage of the Farmington Knights and the North County Raiders in their battles. Farmington is the sixth seed. They're going to face off against the three-seed Hillsborough. And the seven-seeded North County takes on the two-seed Sykeston. You can listen to those games. It'll start on KFMO Sports Plus with coverage of Sykeston and North County. Then when we are done here and an 8 o'clock pregame, 8.30 tip time, that's when Hillsborough versus Farmington will begin. That'll wrap up the Belgrade State Bank halftime report. That upcoming broadcast schedule brought to you by the Bullpen Sports Grill, 1500 East Main Street in Ludington. 49 to 20 your score, Central leading Afton on KFMO. This has been the Belgrade State Bank Halftime Report. Belgrade State Bank is your hometown bank. Hometown pride in Farmington, Deloge, Potosi, Caledonia, or Belgrade. A wise place to do business. Member FDIC. Stay tuned. The second half is next on AM 1240 KFMO. We care and take care of you when it comes to your insurance needs. I'm Chris Morrison, your local State Farm agent in Farmington. Our agency will take the time to sit down with you and develop an insurance plan best suited for you and your family. Learn more online at chrismorrisonagency.com. We're proud to be a part of high school sports. Nothing beats the convenience of pushing a button for instant heat and a beautiful fire, even when the power is out. This is Lance Seacrest, and at Lead Belt Stove and Fireplace, we can do just that with our wide variety of Regency and Manesson gas fireplaces. Visit us online and request a quote anytime at Lead Belt Stove Afton basketball to begin the second half with 7.40 to go in the third quarter. Wing three left side and all the second half. Not a great start for Afton. The three from Banks Wilson just gets lodged between the rim and the backboard. Kind of reminiscent of how the first half started for Afton offensively. Not going anywhere. Yeah, he's actually down here kind of giving some... uh, some uh, eyes at the central bench a bit like, yeah, that's the way it's going right now for us. So Keeps looking at his right hand, too. Like, why'd you do that thing? Do the thing where it goes in the basket instead. You did that earlier. Bryant drives baseline, picks up his dribble there, will lob it to the elbow for Boyd, who corrals it. Mason Williams keeping his foot along the midcourt stripe, towing the tightrope, and keeps it in play, but all that, and Central turns it over anyway. Boyd's pass into the corner, right into the midst of Sean LaRose, who's pushing in transition. His team trailing 49-20. Floater short. Caden Casey's got the rebound. Fires a pass. Tip still makes its way to Bryant, who will lay it in with the right hand. Bryant with 13. That time, Caden Casey just pulled the rebound down, found the uh, streaking Bryant down the right side, just nailed him right there, and next thing you know, ball's in the basket. Thanks, Wilson. Wing far side, Jack Lau to Wilson once again. He'll pass it to his left for Pusniak. Up top, Wilson. Pump fake for three, a couple feet off the arc, into the corner for Pusniak. A drive with the left hand. That's Watson. His shot doesn't go. 
Rebound central in transition. Above head pass to Bryant. Crosses over behind his back to get around Sean LaRose, but has his pocket picked after that. LaRose outlet too far turned over. I think this is an example again of Afton trying to play Central's game. They got the turnover. They've got a couple of turnovers here early in the third quarter, but they seem to be in too big of a hurry to get down to the floor. I've never seen them play this year, but that doesn't seem to fit it as well as it does Central. Boyd, one dribble in the post. Floater, no. Gets his own miss and gets fouled. Was it in the act of shooting? Yes, it was, says the official. Two free throws coming for Zach Boyd. He's that got time, two points so far tonight. That time they get down low to Zach Boyd, and as soon as they get it down low to him, he turns and puts up the shot against the double-team defense and then gets the rebound by outworking them on the uh, boards. Boyd. At the complete vision care free throw line, his first one up, it's short. He's now 0 for 2 from the free throw line. Brought to you by Complete Vision Care. Voted best eye doctor of the Parkland four years in a row. Complete Vision Care, the ideal choice. Boyd again. It's up, good, nothing but net for Zach Boyd. And see, it's on his first free throw of the game. He's got three points now. I want to thank a few of our sponsors, including Touch of Glass in Bonterre, American Metal in Potosi, Polite Ready Mix in Potosi, A1 Home Care in Bonterre, Pettis Ford in St. Genevieve, and Good Earth Tools located in Festus. Wing left side, Afton's got it. Trailing by 32 now, 52 to 20. They're on the wrong end of that score. There's a three that doesn't go. Mason Williams with another rebound. Williams calls for Boyd to step into the paint a little bit, and then it's sealed off defensively as it's set up in a 2-3 zone to Zafton. Feed to Horton, who will lay it in for two. He's got 13 himself. 54-20, your score. You know, if you haven't seen Central play all year, sometimes you think they play a little bit light. Rose left side corner, three up and good. Puzniak from downtown. Kind of get that idea. They just kind of coast from end to end, but that's how much confidence they have. That's how smooth they are as a team and how well they play at times. So they just really don't have a lot of stress on them while they're playing, and that makes for a good ball, uh, basketball team. Mason Williams to Caden Casey. Back to Williams. Three good. Everything clicking for the Central Rebels in this stretch of basketball. Five minutes to go in the third. They lead 57-23. Out on the baseline, last touched by Sean LaRose. It's central basketball. They lead by 34 as they got some substitutions checking into the game. Harlow, Stewart, and McMullen all checking in for central. They'll be out there with Bryant and Casey. And this, I imagine, will be the rotation for Central down the stretch of the season as well. Obviously, in games like this, later in the game, we'll see them go deeper. But I think in terms of the key minutes throughout a game, this is what we'll see for the Central Rebels. Harlow rotating in off the bench to give the backcourt a breather. Stewart and Boyd switching on the front court, And you've got McMullen checking in to provide some three-point shooting as well. I don't think I've ever seen a team that looks so relaxed and runs the offense so quickly. I mean, they're up and down the floor all night long, and they look like this just like another day. Well, they're just used to playing at this speed as the three from the wing left side doesn't go for Afton, and the rebound pulled in by Tristan Stewart. This is just a regular game for Central. This isn't, oh, we're playing fast tonight. This is just the speed with which they move. Bryant into the corner for McMullen. His pass back to Joe Bryant, tipped and out of bounds. And they like to talk to each other when they're on the bench. I love that part of it, too. Yeah. Whenever they get close to their own bench, they're they're jabbing back and forth with each other. You mentioned relaxed. It's not just conditioning, how they look relaxed and not sucking wind out on the floor. As Bryant pulls the trigger on a deep three, it doesn't go. Harlow's got the rebound. It's, you know, the demeanor that they have as well. Always cool, calm, and collected. Stewart fouled. He'll go to the line for two tries. I'm going to give credit to uh, Stewart on that first rebound by Cannon Harlow as well because Stewart was down low and he was being double teamed. He was really being worked over down low and he just got a little bit of a finger on it and tipped it to Cannon Harlow who pulled that rebound down and then he gets the rebound again goes up against the triple team and winds up at the free throw line. Stewart free throw up and it rattles home. Again, another one of those guys that we talked about already. Any team in the MAAA or anywhere would love to have a guy like this just by himself. And we're talking about a six foot four, strong, athletic forward that, you know, in an offense that maybe would feature him more would be a consistent double double player. 
LaRose across the timeline, hands off on perimeter for Lau. Stops. Did he drag his pivot foot? Yes, he did, says the official. It's going the other way as Afton has turned it over. They started uh, this quarter cutting back on the turnovers, double-digit turnovers in that first half. Right now they only have three, including that one, which is better for them, but uh, they got a long way back. Bryant splits defenders up and under. Move, no, takes a shot. He's fouled. Now he's going to go to the line for two tries. It's Keith Watson that got a piece of Joe Bryant. The uniforms for Afton, looks like some new modern uniforms from Under Armour, and following some trends you see around the NBA, a gray uniform for Afton, something that's uncommon up until recent years as they'll get some subs in and out, and the first free throw goes for Bryant, uh, but also with a uh, nickname on the front of the uniform, not the school name or the mascot, A-Town for Afton, written on the front of the uniform. is the second free throw up and in for Joe Bryant. He's two for two. He's got four in the quarter, 15 on the night. That leads all scorers on either side. Pass to a cutting. LaRose lays it in for two. Good offensive set for Afton to get LaRose cutting to the basket, opened up by a screen on the perimeter. Corner right-hand side. Casey drops it back off into that corner. He just vacated. It's Bryant who takes it baseline. Whips a pass. Corner three. McMullen back iron no. And the rebound controlled by Afton as they keep it alive along the baseline for Wilbers, and he draws the foul on Bryant. You're talking about those uniforms a while ago, and uh, the fact that I remember the old uniforms way back in the days of guys like Patrick Ewing and uh, Dominique Wilkins. They were the old, um, I don't even know what you call them anymore. The uh, the short type, shorts? The short yeah. shorts and the, the uh, tops that had the arms that are all cut out. And then Patrick Ewing shows up wearing a T-shirt underneath it, and everybody thought that was so cool because he was the only one doing that. And then everybody started doing it. And now you don't have those kind around anymore. You just got the uh, basic over-the-shoulder type uh, uniforms, but a lot of these Afton players wearing T-shirts under it as well. You want to go back not quite as far if you really want to talk the evolution of, you know, uniforms and appearance in basketball games on the court as Wilbers misses the first of two free throws, second one up short. you got to mention the Fab Five in that conversation as well, you know, being really the first ones to wear black socks and black sneakers as well. That really was a big trend for a while with that too. A lot of players out there on the court right now sporting the white socks on either side, but the the Fab Five were really the first to make wearing black socks on a basketball court cool. Williams tipped out on the sideline off of him last. It's Afton basketball. And I'll go back even further than that. The uh, 72 Lakers with their big knee socks pulled all the way up to their knees. And that was the coolest thing in the world when you were a kid. Go, hey, I got to wear socks like that with my shorts. Now it's all, you know, shoe cut type socks. I think those 20-year-olds from the 70s are still wearing their socks that high to this day. (laughs) Probably so. 60 to 25, your score. They are, but they're called compression socks now. Yes, they have to wear them to help with uh, the blood flow. Perimeter drive from Williams. His wild shot doesn't hit, and it's Stewart with another board. Shovel the pass for Williams, who gets it to Harlow. Down the court in transition. Harlow crosses over right to left. Hesitation, carries, turns it over. He doesn't agree with that call, but he'll be okay with it. Turnovers have been a little bit of a problem here for Central. They've got six so far. The lead pretty big right now, 60-25. But, you know, you, you know any coach is going to say, we got to cut down on things like that, especially as you get deeper and deeper in this uh, tournament. Well, when we talked to Coach Gross pregame, I asked him about what is one thing you you guys still need to improve upon is there's a shot that doesn't go. Williams fires a pass down the court. It goes off the legs of Jeremiah Williams, and it's turned over. In transition, Afton, corner three. Wilbers rims out. Williams with a rebound. Now he's pushing up the court, and it'll stop and settle things down as LaRose seals him off. Check his hand for something quick. I don't know if he had something on him he was trying to wipe away or what. But uh, during pregame, there's a corner three that McMullen knocks down. His second three of the game. He's got one in the second, one here in the third. He said he wants to see his team improve on closing out games. And although this isn't the fourth quarter, you've got a running clock, or had one at least, as there's a three up, no. Tipped out on the baseline off of Afton. Central's going to get the ball back. Yeah, got Afton on the ropes. It looks like it's going to be a running clock heading into the fourth quarter. And then you start turning it over quite a bit and giving it back to Afton. 
And I wonder if you're going to kind of look at that if you're Coach Gross and be like, yeah, this is not finishing the game well because our starters are not going to see very many minutes coming up in the fourth if this game continues this way. Horton drops a pass to Bryant. Steps deeper into the corner. Now begins his drive towards the baseline. Casey three. No. Tip rebound. Horton comes down with it. Turns baseline. Off glass. No. And it's out of bounds off of Afton. It's going to stay with the Central Rebels. A minute two left to go in the third quarter, leading 63-25. to 25. Well, every time I see Kendall Horton, I go back to that statement about taking one of these guys and putting it on any other team. I think Kendall Horton on any other team is probably, you know, your best player out there on many MAAA teams. And uh, <clears throat> just shows you what kind of depth they have. Horton pass to McMullen. Down low, Casey, kick out for Bryant. Pump fake for three, he'll begin his dribble. Step back, now attacks. Kick, far side corner. McMullen from downtown, no. It went <laughs> off the supports and then fell through. Mason Williams sarcastically yelling, count it, count it. But no, that's not going to count. Sorry, Mason. Yeah, it went up, hit the uh, top of the rim, came up, hit the top of the support right where the basketball sticker is and then fell through. Doesn't count. 63-25 remains the score. Sean LaRose sealed off by Joe Bryant. Feed to the low block. Fade away. As turning back is Novalich, and his shot doesn't go. Dino Novalich can't hit. Casey, pocket picked by Wilbers, and he loses on the baseline. Well, that's eight turnovers right now. Joe Bryant kind of talking to the guys on the sideline over there with uh, Afton. They may be even conversing with a few uh, fans there right behind the Afton bench. I don't know if this is going to be quite like the uh, Dexter football game that we did earlier this year where the Dexter players were asking Joe Bryant for autographs after that game. That's when he had that unbelievable Devin Hester-esque punt return touchdown. Three from Bryant doesn't go out on the corner with .4 seconds left to go. Let's see if Central has a .4 second inbound play in their clock, in their playbook. I imagine they do keep an eye on Kendall Horton, see if they lob it to him in the paint. He is actually right there. Well, actually, that's Zach Boyd, now Kendall Horton. And they're going to lob it to Boyd, and it goes off his left hand, and he doesn't really have a chance to guide it towards the rim. And that takes us to the end of three. 63-25, to 25, Central looking dominant through three quarters of play. Fourth quarter coming up when we return after this on the Parkland Sports Leader, AM 1240 KFMO. At Ledco Community Credit Union, the mobile app makes it easier than ever to handle all of your daily banking needs. Designed to be intuitive and simple to use, the app offers you access to a wide range of popular features, including account balance and transfer, transfers between Ledco accounts, schedule, manage and pay bills, as well as mobile deposit capture. See their website for download instructions. The staff at Ledco Community Credit Union can make your life easier and more convenient. And they're proud to sponsor high school sports online. You can hear award-winning high school sports broadcasts on your computer or your iPad. Or you can download the KFMO radio app and have high school sports on any mobile device. Brought to you by KFMO and our partners at Ledco Community Credit Union. Visit us online at ledco.org or visit both of our branches, one in Park Hills, one in Farmington. Ledco Community Credit Union. Curtis Glass Center of Park Hills, serving the Parkland area since 1978 for your auto, home, or business, is the only local glass shop that offers in-house calibrations on foreign and domestic windshields. Curtis Glass Center is your choice for windshield replacement or repair, custom flat or tempered glass or home window repair, and the best customer service. Don't trust your glass to anyone else. Curtis Glass Center, 601 Main Street in Park Hills, or call 573-431-5616. Afton Cougars with the ball. They lose it on the baseline. They'll maintain possession, though. It's off of Central last running clock here. Start the fourth quarter, 63-25 to 25 in favor of the Rebels as they've got a couple of players deep off the bench into the game currently. As Afton, they're doing the same as well, I believe. Well, looks like a lot of the starters still out there for Afton, at least for right now. As the pass goes into the corner for Watson. He'll pull the trigger for three. It's short. Rebound pulled in for Central. The Central Rebels with it is Harlow, and his shot goes. Cannon Harlow for two at the mid-range jumper. Well, it looks like Afton's got a few of their seniors out there. They've got some guys who are playing in their last basketball game here today, and uh, they're probably going to give them a little time to play. 
Shot up and good for for LaRose. Uh, 65-28 score now after that three from Sean LaRose. Harlow, bounce, LaChance, up, good, and the foul. Chris LaChance into the game late, making things happen. And I heard one of the guys on the bench over here go busted Harlow, and he took it down inside, getting ready to put it up, and he throws a great backdoor pass to a, a uh, LaChance, who is not wide open, but is open enough to get the uh, shot up and in. Clock continues to roll, 6.15 to go in the fourth. Free throw up and good for LaChance. That's when you know it's clicking. When you got guys coming in off the bench and they're making some great plays too. LaRose, wing left side for Puzniak. Top of the key, it's Lau. Poked away from him, but a foul going on Chris Wesley. Central continuing to go deeper into their bench. Ty Dalton checks in. Justin Robinson will check in as well. As McMullen and Harlow will head to the bench. Well, anybody checking the score on this one maybe didn't watch the game, didn't know anything about Afton, probably thinking Afton didn't belong here. This was a good ball team here yeah. tonight. Central is just that much better right now. Yeah, I mean, Central's just playing at another level compared to every team that we've been seeing throughout this season as the rebound is pulled in by Justin Robinson with the right hand. Here comes Wesley in transition, the 5'10 sophomore for the Central Rebels. He'll bounce it for Carson Webster to the corner. LaShant's three, no. Offensive rebound, Ty Dalton loses it on the baseline, though. It's going to be Afton Ball with 5'10 to go in the fourth. Well, Ty Dalton goes up for the rebound, and he gets the uh, worst of that as he comes down, kind of turns sideways and falls flat on the ground and then loses it out of bounds. But the clock is running with five minutes and counting. Inbound from Lau to LaRose. Back to Lau, into the corner, left-hand side for Puzniak. Up top. One dribble inside the arc to the wing right side for LaRose. He'll drive, attack, shot, doesn't go as it rolls off the rim. Whistle on a foul. Sean LaRose going to the free throw line. And this is something that's impressive. You know, Coach told us, Coach Jay Lyle, that uh, Sean LaRose is a 90% free throw shooter. This is his first trip to the free throw line of this game. In wow. fact, it's only the third trip for Afton as a team. And his first one, up and good. And I think that's a product of the fact that they're not getting the ball down the floor to set up in their offense to begin with, and that just cuts down on the chances for anybody to commit a foul. LaRose, free throw up, no, and Wesley tips the rebound to Robinson for Central. Here come the Rebels up the court, pass to the wing far side, tipped, stolen away, Sean LaRose. He'll bounce it to Jack Lau, turn around, floater, good for Lau. Jack Lau, six-foot senior, scoring his first two points of the game. Corner right-hand side, Ty Dalton gives it to Webster. His pass into the post, tipped and stolen away, or knocked away, rather, off of Afton. It remains central basketball. I'm not sure, but looking up and down this bench right now, this central ball club, did anybody break a sweat tonight? None of them look like (laughs) they've been sweating. They just all look as... uh, as Stuart Scott used to say, the late, great Stuart Scott, Kuhl is the uh, other side of the pillow. As Webster drives, drops it off for Robinson, out on the baseline off of Afton. And no, I mean, it just looks like a regular, you know, I don't want to say like a like a light practice almost for the Central Rebels. That's the, what they look like. But keep in mind, this is a Central Rebel squad that it's a high-octane offense and a high-pressure defense. It's not like their style of play lends to you being relaxed by the time you're done. I think that's just the conditioning that this team has. Corner three, too strong for Wesley. Offensive rebound. Ty Dalton fades away. It doesn't go. Robinson's got the rock, and he'll lay it in. I think also this is a kind of a ball club that doesn't stress anyway. They missed two or three shots in a row. You don't see the stress on their face. They're still cool and uh, still playing with a lot of confidence. 70-31 to your score, two and a half to go in the fourth. Deep three, Jack Lau offline to the left. And the rebound is grabbed by Central's Justin Robinson, who's got another. 70-31, they lead, passing the corner. Ty Dalton to the opposite wing, and a drive kick 
Corner three, no. Rebound pulled down by Robinson. Up with it, no. But he's fouled and will go to the line with two minutes to go in the fourth quarter as that clock continues to tick away. Yes, we know it's late in the game, but Justin Robinson's come in and picked up four rebounds here, so he's working hard here at the end of the game, trying to get some time for uh, you know the rest of this season and maybe next year when they look for some uh, replacements. Free throw up and good for Justin Robinson. This is a central ball club. You mentioned replacements, though. There's not a ton to replace. There's three players that, or four, rather, that are graduating. Actually, there is quite a bit to replace, but you still have a lot of talent coming back. Kendall Horton, Tristan Stewart, and Mason Williams are all graduating. But when you look at who's coming back, you kind of know who's going to be replacing them as that second free throw doesn't go for Justin Robinson as he goes one for two on the other end. Hook shot up for Caden Bernie. No. And it's out on the baseline. It's going to be Afton basketball on a foul, in fact. That's going to go on Carson Webster. Uh, Kellen McMullen graduating as well. He'll be tough to replace with his corner three-point shooting ability. But, all right, Tristan Stewart's graduating. Zach Boyd is still going to be back here. Kendall Horton is graduating for the Central Rebels. He'll be tough to replace. But, Mason Williams, you've got Cannon Harlow. And you've still got Bryant and Casey back next year as well. There's a whistle and a foul. Two free throws coming. For Afton, and off the hurry as we're down to 45 seconds left to go. And it feels like, you know, we talk about Central football every year. They graduate a bunch of guys, and next year a bunch of other guys step up and start playing. It feels like that now with the basketball team as well. Free throw is short for Wilbers. No good. Wilbers back at the line. It's up, and that one doesn't go either. And the rebound pulled down by Chris Wesley, and he's fouled. Chris Wesley pulls it down, and Jackson Wilbers goes after him like it's a one-point game with about three seconds on the clock. And I think Wesley was even like, okay, uh, you know, it's just a rebound. Yeah, just going to dribble out the clock here, and that will do it as Wesley gets it across midcourt. And we have a final, 71-31. The Central Rebels with a big victory over the Afton Cougars, punching their ticket to the Class 4 District 2 championship game that will be played on a Friday evening here at St. Genevieve, Missouri. We'll take a break. When we return, the in-between games report coming up next here on AM 1240 KFMO.